Hoops Heaven proudly brings to you Basketball Hustle. The Ellis fumbled the ball. Two on the shot clock, throws up a prayer. Yes! As he was falling to the ground, it's a three! He shot it literally from the hip. Definitely a highlight. Here come the Billikens. Four on two. McCall, Ellis, left corner. Bang! From way down under, Cody Ellis. Reddick brings low out away from the best. Stolen away by Cody Ellis. One man to beat to the hole. He's fouled. Layup. Good whistle foul. Count the best. Ellis for the reverse. Oh, through fingertips. What a move. Ellis drops in a bomb. I love seeing Cody Ellis coming out, feeling good. Ellis, Cody Ellis, Ellis, pull up jumper, Cody Ellis, bang, Cody Ellis, can he stand and deliver, Cody Ellis. Now it's time for another episode of Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle. Hello and welcome to Hoops Evans Basketball Hustle. And Cody, it feels like it's been a long time since we've done yeah, this, but there's been a lot happening in the NBL free agency world, in the coaching world in the NBL, and also in your NBL One world here in the West and also across the country. So we thought no better time to catch up and fill everybody in on what's been happening yeah. in the basketball world and have a bit of a chat about it all, Cody, and give our thoughts. So I'm Chris Pike, but the man everyone's tuning to hear from and get your thoughts of, the Warwick Senators NBL One captain, the former Sydney Kings and Illawarra Hawks power forward, Cody Ellis. It's been a long time. How are you travelling? Yeah, has been, mate. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Lots going on, uh, like you said, um, both NBL and NBL One mm. and uh, just life in general. But yes. uh, nah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Happy to uh, to be back and, and putting one mm. of these back together. Before we get to basketball talk, it's been a couple of months. How's life treating you now that you're back playing again, first yeah. of all? and How's, how's work treating you? Yeah, it's good, mate. It's good. Work's crazy as always. But mm. uh, no, look, basketball's been been really good. Bit up and down season for us so far. Mm. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can we can get healthy uh, towards the back end of the season and, and start hitting our straps. You're fresh off your best game of the season. And also, we'll talk about it later, but about to play your 200th game as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, look, Even nice. though you've probably played about 215. Technically. Say, yeah, it's been a few. But uh, yeah, look, nice to see some shots go down. Mm. Um, always good. So... Um, yeah, look, hopefully we can uh, use that and move forward uh, fairly positively. Now, we wouldn't be able to do this show without the support of Hoop7, so if anyone needs anything basketball-related, just jump on to hoop7.com.au or if you're in Perth or visiting Perth, like the NBL1 National Finals will be later this year, yeah. Cody, at, at Joondalup, so that'll be a good chance for everyone to pop into to Hoop7 in the Perth city. Um, have they been treating you lately? Oh, Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, my wife's not a big fan because I've um, <laughs> been in there way too much yes. and seem to always come out with a new pair of kicks. Mm. So, but no, those uh, those boys have been really good um, and always with the uh, with the freshest gear. So uh, yeah, get in there. Did I notice you had this fresh pink pair for the pink round last week too? Yes, Cody? I did. I did the uh, KD Aunt Pearls. Um, I've had them for a couple months now, mm. and uh, yeah, been waiting to break them out. They yeah. seem to work for me, so I they might did. have to uh, continue wearing them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, might be a nice pair to wear for your 200 game and then retire them and they'll always be your 200 game shoes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, all right, plenty happening in the world of the NBL, Cody. Um, before we break down some of the big talking points, if you had to pinpoint one bit of news that's happened over the last couple of months, what surprised you the most that's happened? There's been there's been a couple of things. I think Delhi back to Melbourne has been mm. massive. Um, mm. And then... Chase moving on 
so late in the piece. Yes. Um, I thought that Chase might move on, but I thought that would happen early. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it being this late is uh, is a bit surprising. Yeah. No, you're right. Well, let's get straight into the news. Everyone wants to hear, you know, our thoughts on what's happening in the NBA. Well, let's start with Matthew Dellavedova back to Melbourne United. Mm. Um, it was good to see him back in the NBA at the Sacramento yeah. Kings. Obviously, it it probably looks like he won't be getting another NBA opportunity, but I think to get one more season out of his body, I think he will, will look back on that and be pretty pretty proud. And he'll come back probably a difference maker for Melbourne United, I, I imagine, and ready to make, a, make an impact. Yeah, oh, huge for the league, uh, huge for Melbourne. Um, look, really happy that he got another stint, mm. uh, another year in, uh, in that young Kings playing group that uh, I think, was was really good and made a really good run and mm. probably underachieved for, for yeah, how well probably. they did this season. Yep. Um, but you know, to to be that defensive leader there, I think mm. is, was awesome for that team. Mm. Um, but yeah, inserting him back into the United uh, lineup is is going to be huge, and I'm sure uh, Dean Vickerman is very happy. It makes it interesting from Melbourne. We'll go through the teams in a bit more detail later, but. It probably means that Luke Travers won't have the ball in his hands quite no. as much as he hoped, but it also probably means that they don't need an import point guard similar to Xavier Radden-Mays or Ray John Tucker. Maybe only one of those yeah. would be necessary now too. Yeah, I think so. I think so. With LT in there, you're right. It gives them that extra ball handler that you know they don't need to splurge on an import. You mm. know, um, they can probably hold one up their sleeve. I mm-hmm. think, uh, which would be the, the smart thing to do. Um, further down the track, you know, you get injuries and or you know someone's not working out. I think it's They're also it's, well covered if Shayili doesn't come up to play. Well, that's it. And he's yeah, he's probably going to be a big piece if uh, if they if he can't come up and and you know meet the standards and, and play, uh, which will be a real shame mm. if, if that happens. But uh, yeah, I think that'll be be good for them to hold that up their sleeve. You mentioned Chase Buford leaving the Sydney Kings, which mm. I don't think surprises no. us because. On the last show we did, we probably didn't expect him to come back because yeah. he's got an NBA future and I think he want, will be getting into the NBA system mm-hmm. as soon as possible. And I, I, I think I said it on the last show, I think at some point in the next 10 years, he'll be a head coach yeah. in the NBA. So he needs to get into that system as soon as possible. And I don't think he's got any more to prove or no. achieve here in the NBL after what he's done, winning two championships in two seasons. Yeah. Um, but like you said, the fact that he's, le- he's decided to leave so late... Mm doesn't give them a lot of choices or much time to now get ready for, for a season that's starting earlier than normal mm. for NBL 24. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. Um, you know, like you mentioned, we we spoke on the last episode. He, you're right, he, he doesn't have any more to prove in the NBL. Mm. You know, he, he's come in, he's done his job. He, he did what he set out to do. Um, he probably did more than what he set yeah, out to do yeah. and uh, had, a, had a heck of a two years mm. with, with uh, two unreal squads. Yeah. So, yeah, look, it's it's not surprising, but... It has left the Kings in a in a bit of an odd situation of mm. who do they get now? Mm. Um, obviously, they've got a lot of connections in yeah. their ownership group, yeah. so uh, I don't think they'll really struggle to find someone. But uh, it is fairly late notice now. Mm. Does anyone jump out? I mean, uh, well, first of all, do either of their assistants, Kevin Lishaw or, or Flo McIntyre, get a look in? Uh, I don't think so. I think mm. that uh, I think that they'll look elsewhere. Mm. Um, and then if push comes to shove, then maybe. But uh, I do think I do think they'll look elsewhere first. But in saying that, I'm I'm not off the top of my head. I'm not 100 percent sure of mm. who they're going to be looking at. Without going into specific names, would you be more expecting them to go for someone in the NBA system already, or somebody's totally outside like Chase was? Uh, I think 
again, with their connections, I think mm-hmm. probably someone more outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's Dragon and, and NBA assistant, you know, third, fourth assistant yeah. from, from somewhere mm-hmm. um, and bringing them down here or... Or a G League coach. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they they will look externally first. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things that it is a very different league. Yeah. You, you do need to understand it. But then Chase came in and, and figured it out fairly quickly. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's there's some amazing coaches around the world that, you know, aren't really given the opportunities. Mm. So this would be a big one for someone. A lot happening at the Perth Wildcats too, Cody. We expected it to be a big off-season and it hasn't hasn't failed to deliver. Um, Luke Travers is the first one. We expected him to leave, yep. but I think we both agreed that he'd probably more likely go to the G League to mm. try to get his game more ready to become an NBA player. Um he feels like the best option was go to Melbourne United and play under Dean Vickerman and, yeah, what was your reaction? Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, look, I think I, I think he will be successful there for sure. Mm. I think so many players have, have played under Dean have been super successful yeah. and um, gone a long way. Um, but, I mean, he, he's probably going to be playing off the ball a bit more than mm. he would have at the Cats. Mm. Um well, not so much at the Cats, but elsewhere. Yeah. Um, which would be interesting. You know, the I think it was United or the league put up a little graphic and had him sitting in the four spot. Yeah. I mean, that's a <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a nightmare. Fu- <laughs> that's getting him further away from the NBA, isn't it? It is. But, it but is. It, it, it's, it's probably helping his Melbourne team, yeah. but it's getting yeah. him further away from his dream. I think so. I think so. Unless it's, you know, to, to really develop his, his stroke and, and his mm. shot, then... Um, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's, a, it's an interesting situation for him. Mm. So, um, look, I mean, we'll see the ball in his hands a fair bit still, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be weird to see him in that blue. <laughs> it will, it will. Um, Keanu Pinder has now joined the Perth Wildcats. Mm. Um, I think when we spoke about him on our last show, we thought that staying in the Taipans was probably the best thing for his basketball, yep. but he wasn't going to be able to get the same amount of money he would elsewhere mm-hmm. to set up the rest of his life. Yeah. I think we both probably thought that getting the biggest money deal might have meant going overseas, but obviously the Wildcats have come through. Um, mm. What did you think when you found out this news? Yeah, it was very interesting. Mm. I um, I wasn't overly expecting it. No. It's, uh, it was one of the left field ones that, uh, yeah, I, I think that look, he's developed so much and look, to be able to come home and play and mm. put on the home colours is, is going to be awesome for mm. him and I'm sure he's excited for that. Um, but, you know, really he's a very different coach than, than what Forty yes, is. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts to that and how he, how he plays under, under really. I feel like Keanu thrived under Adam Ford because of their previous relationship, mm-hmm. but also Forty was the sort of coach that was reinforcing him and yeah. building him up rather than berating him a little bit like probably Connor Henry did yep. in, in Adelaide. And I feel like John really might be more similar to Connor, Connor Henry <laughs> in the way he'll ride Keanu. I mean, he'll support him, but he'll also be riding him yeah. pretty hard. It'll be interesting to see how it how it unfolds. Yeah, it will be. And look, Keanu was pretty young when he was under Connor. Yep. Uh, a couple of years under a coach, pumping his tyres up, and you know he's matured a lot in this yep. past couple of seasons. So I think that it won't be, we won't see it affect him as much. Mm. Um, but I think there is going to be some growing pains for sure. Mm. Um, but look, I'm I'm excited to see him uh, in this cat squad. He gets to live out a dream that every WA kid yeah. playing basketball now gets to. Gets to live out. Yeah. Are you jealous? Ha! Oh, look, no, that's that's <laughs> that ship sailed, mate. So, uh, yeah, look, no, I think um, I think it's awesome. I think it's great that uh, 
you know, they've, they've been able to bring him in and mm. that uh, that he was, you know, open to coming in. And mm. look, it's a, it's a big last name to, to live up it to um, mm. on the court. So, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be fun to see. Mm. It is going to be fun to see. He's got a very similar skill set from what it looks like to the Wildcats' next star, Alex Starr, as mm-hmm. well. So that's going to be a, a fun front court to, to watch, but also interesting to see how they work together. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. I think uh, we'll see Keanu with majority of the minutes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Alex Starr, I think, another Frenchman coming yes, in. Yes. Um, but it, it's good to see the Wildcats, you know, dip into that next yeah. star pool and... Yeah. And see what they can bring out of it because I mean it's been such a successful yeah. uh, little little area um, that the NBL's introduced and for some reason especially with the Frenchmen I was just going to say it's <laughs> it's uh, it, it's mainly mainly Frenchmen yeah. and, and a couple of uh, of US boys sprinkled in yeah. but uh, no look I, it, it's good I think that you know you're not going to have any real letdown when when you're southern you know mm. you've, you've got Keanu coming in playing lots of minutes I'm sure and then you've got Alex Sar coming in and mm. and you know hopefully being a big impact for yeah. them. The Wildcats ended up releasing Todd Blanchfield and Mitch Norton, which yeah. I think we probably were both relieved about. I think it's the mm-hmm. best thing for everybody because you don't want two veterans on your bench who are not happy that they're not probably playing the role that they should be playing or mm-hmm. could be playing. And I think it's also best for both of those guys to go somewhere where they'll they'll play a bigger role. So Blanchfield's landed back at the Hawks, which I think was one of the options we did talk about yep. a couple of, couple of shows ago. And Mitch Norton... He's gone back to Queensland to the Brisbane Bullets. Mm. Um, probably turned out the best for everybody, I think. Yeah, I think so. It really has. And, you know, you've got two two quality players and, and veterans in, in Toddy and Mitch um, kind of sitting there not doing anything mm. on the bench, which yeah. which was unfortunate to see because, you know, you, they inserted Nordo in a few times and he made a real difference yeah. late in that yeah. season. And then, look, from the Wildcats' point of view, you've got – you've freed up a bit of, of salary. Yeah. Um, you know, to br- to bring in who you want. That's probably how Keanu ended up yeah, arriving. I'm sure. I'm sure. So no, look, I think tied back to the Hawks. I think that's good for him. Yep. Um, a bit more free flowing, and you know, he'll be able to get out and run and, mm. and get his shots up. And and they need that veteran. They L- do. L- yep. Losing Timmy and and Kev from last year. Yep. He's he's a perfect fit for them. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, and then Nordo to Brizzy again. Mm. Uh, another squad that needs you know that kind of veteran leadership as well. Yep. Um. Probably a perfect re- replacement for Jason Kadee yeah, in the end. I think so. Um, and look, a, a very different player to Jace. Yeah. Um, so, look, I think that's good fits for both. Um, glad Norda got to go back home. Yeah. Closest to Close home. To home yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, I, I, Brizzy wasn't where I thought he'd end up. No. Um, I thought Tazzy would go after him hard. Yeah. But again, you know, not sure on who they've got lined up mm. and and uh, how much. You know, cap space they got left, yes. and and all those fun bits and pieces behind mm. the scenes. But uh, no, look, I'm I'm happy that they both found their feet and uh, are both playing on next season. All right, Cody, let's take a deep breath. Those are the biggest talking points probably in the off season so far. When we come back, we'll go through each team, and then we'll have a bit of a an NBL one chat, and then we'll wrap things up. Sounds good. Okay, back here with Cody Ellis on Hoop7's Basketball Hustle. Let's go through team by team, just mm-hmm. briefly, Cody, and get your quick thoughts on what moves they've made so far. Some teams have made more 
movements than others. Yeah. Some have been pretty quiet, especially probably the Sydney Kings. Um, apart from the coaching change, there hasn't been a lot of a lot of news out of the Kings just yet, and no. maybe that's because they were waiting to see what happened with their coach. Yep. Um, let's go alphabetical order. Let's go to the Adelaide 36ers. Um, first of all, I've got a new assistant coach. Mm. Yes, yes, they do. Um, no, look, I, it's... Uh, I don't think you know who I'm referring to. No, I, I've heard the news. Um, oh, God. He's our friend from the... He's, he's yeah. our Gal, Galen man. I know, I know, I know. I did hear that. Well, um, Cody, I'll help you out, Cody. Yeah, Scotty Ninnis, back to the Adelaide 36ers. I, I, I saw that... <laughs> when was it announced? It was announced a while ago. It was ago a while now. ago, yes. Um, and I meant to actually send you a message. <laughs> um, but uh, no, look, it, it's, it's good to have you know someone of his calibre, mm. I think. This team of all teams needs someone yep. like that in, yep. the, in the fold. And um, yeah, look, hopefully we can still get him on the show a bit. Um, well, that's he, like, just, yes. <laughs> he just won't be able to give us as many insights, <laughs> no. I don't think. Um, but no, look, I think Adelaide. He did like to share secrets. He might not be able to no, anymore. No, not anymore. I don't think mm. so. I don't think so. But uh, no, look, I think um, I think that's perfect for them to, to mm. have someone of his calibre just come in and and even just help the coaching staff out yep. and just um, kind of settle it all a bit. Yeah, I think CJ will benefit from it just I having so. his experience mm-hmm. around. Um, Playing-wise, I was surprised Isaac Humphreys left Melbourne United, but mm. when you look at the fact that Joe Luala Chul has come back and also Ariel Huckport is coming back, it makes sense. Mm. Um, so he's gone back to Adelaide. So is Jason Kadi. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting couple of signings, mm. but I, I think good for the group. Yep. Um, you know, Isaac will be... Really good for them. I think just that big bull inside yep. is going to be awesome for them. And then you know having Jace come in and, and be that veteran leader, yep. like we like we spoke yep. about um, with Brisbane last year. But uh, yeah, a couple of good signings. A yep. couple of good signings. I think Isaac coming back. You're right. It's more opportunity. Yep. Um, Joe Luella Chul at Melbourne. All of a sudden, puts Isaac's minutes yeah. <laughs> down the drain. Absolutely, um, it does. Yeah. So no, I think that's a, a smart signing for him and Adelaide. Brisbane Bullets, there was always going to be a lot of change there, given yeah. they only had Nathan Stobie and Aaron Baines under contract by the mm-hmm. end of end of the season. Um, so they brought in Shannon Scott, who was fantastic for the yeah, Titans as that awesome. cool head as a, as a point guard, as we touched on Mitch Norton as well. Isaac White, he was always going to sign somewhere, and mm-hmm. he's lining it up in the NBA One North right now, so he's an exciting signing. Sam McDaniel is an interesting one that he, he left, um, the Jack Jumpers, but mm. he's having a really good NBA One South season right now at, at, back at Hobart, and... Josh Bannon is another one they've, they've added. Yeah, very guard-heavy. Yes. Very guard-heavy. Um, but, look, I think all very good pieces for them. Um, well, we know, talked about Norto before. All of a sudden, he's still got Shannon Scott and Isaac White and Nathan Sobey in that backcourt with him. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, th- I still think Norto is far and away the best defender in that lot. Yep. But, uh, and, look, just being that veteran leader, like we mentioned. But, uh, look, Shannon Scott, I think, is a big signing for them. Yeah. Uh, he was awesome last year. He was uh, he was certainly one of my favourite players throughout the season. And I might have won that semi-final series if he if wasn't he, yeah. injured as well. Yeah. He missed the last two games. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, it, it was frustrating to see that. Mm. But, uh, no, look, just that cool, calm, collected, never phased, always making the right play um, was huge for him last year. And I think, again, that's that's what Brisbane need, mm. uh, those, those cool heads and... Mm. I think just to just to get them back on track because I mean they've they've always had talent. It's just trying to make it all work. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Cairns Taipans they were so exciting last season, but they've been been gutted again mm. a little bit. So it's almost yep. back to square one when you lose Shannon Scott, Keanu Pinder, um, probably Mitchell Deng, Mirko Jerick, Ben Air. They're probably okay to lose, but gee, Pinder and Scott were such big parts Huge. of what, what they did. Um, they've gone pretty young in what they've added so far. Um, Taryn Armstrong, Sam Menenga, and AK Gak. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts? Yeah, look, it's 
it's going to be a bit of a growing season for Cairns, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and look, I think, you know, that's the way Forty wants it is, you know, earn players their money. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I think he's certainly done that with, with a couple of yep. his guys. And look, he's, he's, he's up for the rebuild constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the way he loves to coach. He loves to give those guys that kind of get overlooked a bit. Yep. That chance and and, and guys really, that have a chip on their shoulder yeah. to prove something. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's uh, look, it's going to be fun to see because you know once they hit their stride, I think they're going to upset some teams. Yeah. But it's certainly not going to be the same team. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be the same successful season that they had this past season. Yeah, um, a lot might depend on what a couple of imports they can, can yeah. find to top off yeah. the, the young talent. Um, Illawarra Hawks. Um, we knew about obviously Timmy Conrad and Kevin White retiring. AK Gax moved up to Cairns, but. Mm. Apart from Todd Blanchfield, they've gone pretty young. Mason Peatling they've brought in, Lockie Olbrick, so big in the front court. AJ Johnson as well mm. as a as a young gun. Um, probably got even younger. Yeah, yeah, they have. Um, yeah, I mean, bringing in Todd, who's still young, mm. really, uh, as kind of a veteran leader, is yes. is um, is a is a good one for them. I think. Um, look, they've kind of recruited similar players that are going to fit their structure and their system really well. Yep. Um, so look, I, I think that you know they'll keep moving in the right direction. You know, probably not their best season last year, no. but uh, but we wanted them to get some help for Sam Froling and Peatling and Albrecht both give that. I think they do. I think they do. And look, I think we we should expect Sam to have a big year, yep. um, especially with those guys being able to help him out. Yep. And um, he's in the in the World Cup squad for the Boomers yeah, right now too. Yeah, I mean he should be coming into the season full of confidence. Yep. So it's gonna be fun to see. Um, and hoping that they have a better season um, for the Illawarra faithful. Mm. Melbourne United, a lot of changes there as well. Um, we talked about Delhi. I'm excited about Flynn Cameron coming in. He's an exciting New Zealand um, uh, point guard, probably mm. a combo guard. Um, Tanner Krebs, who um, you know we, we think the world of, and hopefully he can stay healthy and make the most of his chances there. We talked yeah. about Luke Travers. Kyle Bowen, who we talked about mm-hmm. a couple of shows ago, um, ended up not coming back home to Perth and he's landed in Melbourne as well, probably. Probably to replace Mason Peatling in a lot of ways as that backup big. Yep. And then you've got both Joe Luala Chul coming back to the to the NBL and Ariel Hackporty back off his his Achilles. Yeah. I mean that's a lot of uh, big ins. <laughs> yes. You know, you know, just just the addition of of JLA and Hackporty, I think, mm. is is massive for them. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of what they were missing a bit last year. Yeah. And um, I mean, look, I think Aquera is really good for them. Mm. Um. Peatling, you know, he just he did his thing. You know, he'd always come in and compete and, and do his thing. But uh, you know, Isaac Isaac had a decent year, but he's still injured at, injured times, at yeah. times and um, I mean you've now got two seven footers. Yeah, and dominant seven footers, yeah. not just seven at both footers. ends. Yeah, exactly. So that's gonna change their whole team dynamic. Mm. And then, you know, you add in two NBA caliber players in in Delhi and L T and yep. it's a different looking squad <laughs> yes. and it's a uh, yeah, it's a fierce looking squad. Um, you know, you got Tanner Krebs, who was kind of one of the main players for Brizzy last year, mm. is now going to be, you know, coming off the bench and he's going to be deep into that deep into the squad, bench. Isn't he? Yeah. yeah, Kyle Bowen's an interesting one because mm. um, I think that he could have probably gone to a younger squad and and played some minutes, mm. but I think that yeah, I, he's he's, no, he's going to be fairly deep in that bench as <laughs> yeah, well. So will. yeah, look, I, I think. Um, you know, after missing the playoffs, they've, they've certainly yeah. turned around and said, "Nah, not this year." Mm. Um, so, yeah, lots of lots of talent, uh, lots of leadership. Mm. Um, 
kind of adding all the pieces that they need. So they've, they've had a, a heck of an off-season so far. Very quiet at the New Zealand Breakers, Very. which is probably good news because I feel like they want to bring the majority of that squad back. Mm. So they were able to bring Will McDowell-White back, which yep. was probably the biggest signature. Um, Tom Abercrombie has, has re-signed. Hopefully Rob Lowe's signature is mm. not too far away. And from all, all talk, they're... You know, they're keen to bring all three all imports three, back and yeah. all three imports are keen to come back as well. So you lose your next star, Rayon Repair, mm -hmm. which they were expecting, but they might be very similar, which is probably a good thing. Oh, absolutely. I think that uh, just another year with that very similar core or, mm -hmm. or same core um, will be huge for them. Um, we saw at times their kind of growing pains, um, even throughout games where yeah. they just, you know, kind of all of a sudden forget how to play together. <laughs> Scoring droughts yeah, with the championship really on the line. Yeah, yeah, really bad. And, you know, that was always, you know, the kind of little question mark on them coming into that series mm. because we knew it would happen. Yeah. It was tough to see it, you know, from quarter to quarter rather mm. than game to game. Yeah. But, uh, no, look, if they can get all three imports back, I think mm. that's going to be huge for them. Absolutely. How keen are you for Rob Lowe's signature to come soon? Oh, I'd be awesome. I'd love <laughs> it. I would love it. If he doesn't get it from the breakers, would he play somewhere else, do you think? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think him he and did his try wife leaving, are, He did try mm. leaving home once before to go up to Cairns and yeah. probably couldn't get home quick enough. No, I think I think him and his wife and, and little one are all happy in mm. New Zealand. So, look, we'll see what happens. And, you know, whether either New Zealand want him back, which I'm, I'm sure they probably would after yeah. the season he had, or if he wants to keep playing um, yeah. is another thing. So, yeah, look, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you see that signing soon. Mm. We've covered most of the Wildcats, obviously, with Pinder and Starr coming in and Norton, Blanchfield, Travers going out. Um, a couple of interesting signings. So they bring another local WA kid, Ben Henschel, back, who's mm -hmm. coming back from the Centre of ex Excellence. Yep. Hiram Harris and David Aquera are a couple of interesting signings too. Yeah, they are. Um, look, I think Aquera is, is a good little signing for them. Mm -hmm. um, just that little bit of a boost for them. Uh, and another local coming home too. Yeah, yeah, which, which is great. Um, you know, Ben Henschel, they've... Uh, put the weight of the world on his shoulders already and <laughs> yes. saying they see him as being, you know, the face of the club mm. going forward, you know, in, in the next few years. So that's, uh, that's a <laughs> lot of pressure on a young kid. Yes. But uh, look, uh, he's, he's a tough player. Yeah. He's, he's going to be very good. Hiram Harris, I think just that workhorse for them mm. is probably a good signing mm. as well. Um, just someone that comes in, doesn't need the ball, but is going to go, you know, get a board and yep. dive on a loose ball and, and hit someone and, yeah. Um, do all those little things. So that's uh, it's probably a good little signing for them too. We'll get to this later, but he does a lot of things that Jesse Wagstaff does. Yes, very much so. Mm. Very much so. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, before we get to the playing side of it, what do you think of the signing of Mike Kelly as the new head coach? Yeah, no, that's really good for them. I think a bit of a fresh face. Um, you know, Mike's, Mike's proven himself in the league um, and, you know, probably a good opportunity for him. Um, it's going to be a an very... Different looking squad though, yes. but uh, look, I'm excited to see this this team uh, going forward. Playing wise, Ben Air, I was surprised that he left Cairns, but obviously mm. you'll have a lot of responsibility in that backcourt at the at the Phoenix. Yeah. Matt Kenyon as well. Again, I was surprised that he left mm -hmm. the Jack Jumpers, but he comes on board. Reese Vague back after spending several years in Japan, and and Gordrak Gak probably. I have a feeling that Mike was just about ha got him over the line to join the Wildcats yes. and then Mike got the job with the Phoenix and that quickly changed. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, Gorjak is over here hooping mm. and uh, I think the reason he was here was, you know, 
to sign with the Cats. Yes. But uh, you, you might come up against him in your 200th game. Yes, yes, very mm. possibly. So no, look, I think that's a good signing for them. Um, you know, young big that is only going to get better as um, has all the signs to be a really good player. Um, getting Reese back, I think, is big. Mm, yeah. I think that's huge. You know, he's he's gone over and had a really good stint over in Japan yeah. uh, for the past few years, and you know, he's a former teammate of yours. Yeah, very much so. So it's it's really good to see him back in the league, and uh, I think he'll have a big impact for them. Mm. Ben Air, Matt Canton, couple of decent signings for them, just to solidify their their little guards and just kind of those real defensive guards, mm. that are up and in and because um, they're going to have scoring. They're mm. going to have plenty of scoring. And look, you know, Ben Air's proven that he can go off and yes, <laughs> get you yes. 30 if need be. Yeah. But, uh, you and know... He's I, back home to Melbourne too, which I think yeah. he's probably keen to do. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's really good. And um, Yeah, look, a couple of interesting signings that I didn't think would leave where they were. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. No. Yeah, no, it's... it's uh, I think it's looking good for, for the Phoenix so far. Very quiet at the Sydney Kings, the reigning champs. Um, obviously, we know Xavier Cooks is now... In the NBA, Chase Buford's gone as the coach, so I guess a lot will depend on who they sign as a coach. Um, Playing-wise, they've only brought in Makawak Malawak at this point, who was with Melbourne last season, and yep. pretty quiet outside of that. Yeah, very quiet. I think, um, again, I think no news is, is decent news mm-hmm. sometimes, especially mm-hmm. with a group like that. If mm-hmm. they can bring that whole core back, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a heck of a core to build off. Mm-hmm. Um They've just got to figure out a coach. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then uh, and then get their imports right. Yeah. Um, you know, missing Zave's going to be a massive hole to fill. Mm. Um, but you'd obviously use an import spot to try fill yeah. fill that void. Um, so look, I think they've got a big big few weeks ahead because mm. um, they certainly do need to make some movements. Yeah. Um, Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Um, again, reasonably quiet, but Anthony Drimmick's one I want to get your thoughts on. I. <laughs> It looked like he'd settled right back in in, in yeah. Adelaide. Um, obviously, things weren't quite as rosy as they, they looked on the surface no. because he had a really good season on court, but he's gone to the Jack Jumpers, and I think it's a good fit for him. I mean, if they're replacing Matt Kenyon with Anthony Drimmick, that's an upgrade scoring-wise, maybe yep. not defensively, but yep. gives him another weapon. Yeah, it does. And look, I think Drim has, you know, made leaps and bounds on the defensive end. Yep. I think he was really good for Adelaide last year. I think he was yep. one of the only guys that really gave any effort on the defensive yeah. end. Yeah. Um, and look, he's going back to, to join his boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, look, I think him and uh, McVeigh are going to be fun to watch. Yes. It's yes. going to be, it's going to be <laughs> some, some quality viewing uh, <laughs> coming out of those two. So that's going to be good. Um, look, they have certainly lost some defense with uh, McDaniel and Kenyon gone. Mm. And even White, you know, he'd come in and, and be that little, yep. little mongrel on yeah. the defensive yeah. end. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with their imports. All right. We've got, got through all 10 teams there, Cody. When we come back, we'll take a different view and have a chat about some of your NBL 1 West season and look ahead to your 200th game next Perfect. week. Sounds good. Okay, back on Hoop 7's Basketball Hustle. I'm here with Cody Ellis. Let's take a little bit of a different track now, Cody. Let's talk about how your NBL 1 West season is going. Yeah. Um, how are things at the Warwick Senators? Yeah, very up and down right now. Mm. Um, look, it's been a bit of an interesting start to the season. A few injuries, you know, got a couple starters out. Lots of the young boys stepping up and playing some, mm. some decent minutes, which, which is always good. I like that. Um, 
But yeah, look, it seems to be a three-year-long injury stint <laughs> for us uh, at the moment. Yeah. So, look, hopefully we're getting them out early this season and then uh, towards the back end we can we can hit the ground running. But uh, no, look, I, I think um, to get some good minutes into the young boys has been really good. Mm. Um, Ethan Elliott's come back from the centre of excellence. He was playing really well, but mm-hmm. then unfortunately had a bit of a, a freak hand injury. Yes. Um, be pretty excited to get him back soon. Yeah, very much so. I think um, you know George Pearl's done an unreal job to to slot back into that point guard yeah. spot, which uh, he wasn't expected to no. play this year. But uh, no, it's going to be really good to get Ethan back um, mm. on the court and and developing him again mm. um, and having him as as our floor general and mm. um, yeah, young kid being a young kid, yeah. <laughs> did some silly stuff, but mm. that's that that happens, mate. So uh, look, I'm, I am I'm looking forward to him. Coming back on the court. It's an interesting one. As the captain of the club, do you have you sat him down have a, to have a chat about, I guess, his responsibilities? Oh, look, no. No, not overly. Um, this might be your chance to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think uh, look, he knows what he did. It's fine. It's just a, yeah. But uh, no, look, he's he's come back bigger, stronger. Um, here at the Institute will do that. Mm. So, um Look, I'm excited to see where where he goes mm-hmm. uh, in his future because uh, there's certainly some talent there. Interesting team that you've got as well. You, both you and Caleb Davis are probably being forced to play big because unfortunately Ash Litterick hasn't been able to get out on the floor again. But I mean, you, you're so versatile with with you two and also Hussein and, and George who can play as a three or a four, but playing as a point guard. Mm-hmm. It's something that's always been part of your team that everyone is so versatile. Yeah, absolutely, and that's I think that's. You know the best part of our team is anyone can really slot into anywhere. Mm. Um, you know we can we can have our big lineups where you're playing CD at the three and me mm. at the two and George yeah. at the one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you can you can have it where CD and I are the four and five as yeah. well. So yeah. I think um, the versatility of our squad is is something that's always been a weapon for us. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's and that's kind of you know how the coaching staff recruited as well, getting mm. Hussein in, someone else mm-hmm. that can is just that versatile big, mm. um, but also an energy guy for us. So, look, another player, Uche, hopefully we get him back. Yeah. Um, oh, you lost your two main ball handlers all at, all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, which is tough. And again, bloody injuries, mate. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's brutal. But uh, look, that's that's all part of it. So, But on look, the back of that, how big was that win against a Perry Lakes team who had been mm-hmm. in some, some outstanding form? Yeah, very good. It was uh, it was awesome for us to kind of turn a corner. Um, you know, we've not been playing our best basketball, even with our you know injuries that we have. Mm. It's no excuse to to not show up and and play to you know our full potential. And we haven't been doing that, so it was a big week of of you know talking and you know trying to hash things out and see what was going on and mm-hmm. you know why we're not doing what we should be doing. Mm. And I think we came out and and had a heck of a game. Mm. Um, and, yeah, look, against a, a Perry Lakes team that's been rolling so far this yeah. season. What do you make of the rest of the league so far? It's probably a little bit hard to get a get a gauge on it. We thought Rockingham was almost unstoppable, and all of a sudden they, they score 52 points yeah. against the Perth Redbacks and only three points in the in the last quarter, and suddenly they look they look beatable again. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, Perry Lakes had been playing well. Geraldton, you know, they're doing Geraldton things. You yep. had a had a trip up there. The Redbacks, they're the team that did that to to the to the Flames. Willerton with Wertho and Gordra Gak in that team are looking pretty ominous. And their import, um, Darnell Hoskins, is lighting it up mm-hmm. at times. Um, yep. What do you make of the league so far? Oh, the league is tough. Mm. Always has been. There's so much talent here. Um, it's uh, 
yeah, it's going to be interesting to see a who makes the eight mm. and, and where people fall. Look, Rocco, unbelievable squad, obviously, mm. but uh, look, everyone in this league is beatable, and anyone can beat anyone on on the given night. Mm. So, um, yeah, it, it's you know we're not playing our best basketball and. We're just in the eight. Mm, we're, yeah. we're sitting eighth right now, I think, yep, yep. Um, with a five and three record. I yeah, think it is. Yeah. So you know, five and three, and we're sitting eighth. It's, yeah. uh, it's proof that you know the whole league is is very tough. Yeah. So um, you know, lots of teams that have added pieces that have made them a lot better mm. than, than last season, and that's what you expect. You know, yeah. you expect teams to improve over the over the off season, mm. and that's certainly what's happened. Anyone that's jumped out at you that you've played against so far that you think would be ready for an NBL caller? Um, oh, look, it's it's a tough one. Um, I think there's there's quite a few guys around the league that um, are certainly on the cusp of that. Mm. Um, I think some guys that probably deserve some at least some DP spots. Mm. Um, I mean, from my team, just. Just from my team, you've got George Pearl, who probably yeah. deserves a, a DP spot somewhere. Well, like we talked about, he's a guy that can legitimately play one through four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, look, he's he's smart. Yeah. But uh, I mean, look, our nickname for him is Sleepy George. So <laughs> look, he, I think I think that would only be a positive for him yeah. Um, yeah. to get him into that kind of a system. And he, he's still so young. Yeah. <laughs> People forget he's young. And look, I forget he's so young at times <laughs> yeah. because yeah. he's you know been part of our fold for for mm. so long now. Mm. Um, and look, you know, a guy like Ethan Elliott, I think, probably deserves a chance in the next yep. year or two as well. Yep. Um, so, yeah, look, there's there's lots of young talent around the league. Mm. Um, looking forward to be able to play the rest of the league and, and yes. seeing more of that. Um, but, yeah, there's yeah plenty of talent. Your next game will be your 200th game in the league officially, Cody. I know that it's a frustration for a lot of people that the, the season you won the championship isn't officially counted. I know when I caught up with Seb Salinas a couple of weeks ago, mm. he was... You probably felt like you should have been seeing the record rather than his yeah, 500th game exactly. by now, but um, it is what it is. Um, what does it mean to get to a mark like 200, though? Oh, it's massive. It's massive, and especially to do it for you know the club that I grew up playing for, and that's so deeply ingrained, um, mm. really in my family. Um, yeah, look, it, it's it's a lot of games. It's a lot of games, <laughs> and you know I think people kind of shrug off 200. Because they think lots of people play 200, mm. but there's not, you know. I don't know if there's that many at your club that's no, done it. No, there isn't. And there, there'll be a few of us within the next probably year as well, year or so. Well, we just saw Ash Lederick earlier this season, yep. and Caleb Davis probably isn't. Okay. He's probably, Caleb's a little bit further away. Yeah, he's probably another season or two. Jay Thwaites, the, the freshly married Jay Thwaites, yes. is, is the next one on the, on the list. Yeah, and, you know, just kind of our little core group that have all grown together in mm. this past eight, nine, ten years. Mm. But, uh, yeah, look, it's very special, and and to do it with this group of guys that um, you know, I consider family is mm-hmm. is awesome. Talk about what the club means. I mean, you've got such a family history at the mm-hmm. club. You you only have to look up to the to the wall, and your your dad's name's one of two people that have had their yeah. had their jersey retired at the or name retired at the at the club. What does the club mean to you? Oh, everything, mate. It's um, you know, like I said, I've grown up playing for them, and been around the stadium for as long as I can remember and um, you know all my uncles coach you know the juniors now and I've got all my cousins coming through mm. and playing for the club and I think just the whole club in general is just kind of that family culture and um, yeah look it it means the world it, it's it's um, 
I love the club and couldn't imagine playing anywhere else. A 200-game milestone in any league is a big deal, but when I've talked to recently to guys like Ryan Godfrey and Gavin Field, they feel like it means a lot more to them when they reach these milestones because they've done it at one club. Yeah. Um, Seb Salinas would have liked to, but yeah. obviously he started at, at your club and yeah. he probably would have liked to finish at the Wolves if, if things worked out differently, but these things things happen. But the fact that you can do it at one club, does mm-hmm. that mean a lot more? Yeah, it does. It does, and, you know, I've kind of always thought that that was, uh, was something very special to be able to do it you know, hit these milestones for, for the one club. So, yeah, it does. It, it does. It makes it very special. When you look at someone like Seb Salinas who's played 500 games, yeah. it's a bit different for you because you played college and if you add in your college games, you add in your 121 NBL games, mm-hmm. you add in everything else and you'll probably, you've probably played 400 games since yeah. you left left um, high school. Um, so you've, you've played almost the same amount of games, but yeah. obviously he's been playing in the league since he was a teenager and yeah. that's how you add up these games. But... When you see someone like Seb reach 500 games and you've spent so much of your career playing against him and mm-hmm. if he plays every game this season, he'll set the new record yeah. in the league as well or if they make finals. Um, what goes through your mind? Oh, it's unreal. <laughs> it's it's such an impressive feat. Mm. And look, Seb coached me at under 18s when yeah, he was well, playing with Warwick. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, he's, we go back quite a ways. Yeah. Um, he spent a lot of time with your dad too, coaching. Yeah, yeah, um, at the schoolboys. And look, Seb is has had an unbelievable career, you know, a couple of championships. I mean, so many just finals appearances. Yep. Um, 500 is, is Jesus, it's just a number <laughs> that doesn't seem plausible. So, look, I, I, think it's, I think it's really cool. And, look, the way, the way Seb has looked after his body, he could mm-hmm. play for another, yeah. another 500, he reckons. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool to be able to compete against a guy that's, you know, longevity in the league has been, geez, second to none, really. Yeah, yeah. I remember first writing about you coming back to the Senators to make your official SBL debut back mm. in, I reckon it was 2014. Yeah. Um, it's, been, it's been a good ride since then, but you've always remained committed. Even when you were playing, playing in the NBL, you'd always want to hurry back to start your mm-hmm. SBL or NBL1 season with the Senators. And I remember there was one season where your dad had to actually forcibly yeah. sit you out because you needed a break coming. It might have been coming off the grand final. Yeah. But you just want to play because of your passion for the club. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, is, is this where I know your, your St. Louis days was, was special and you'll cherish your Hawks and Kings days, but mm-hmm. is the Senators what will always feel home to you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I always rush back because, you know, I just love playing with this group. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I've had a very similar core group of players throughout, you know, the past eight, nine years of playing with this um, team. And, yeah, it certainly is... Um, probably my most special um, club to be a part of. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, got to live out my dream and play NBL um, yeah. for, the, for the Kings and the Hawks, and that was amazing. And loved St. Louis, loved being able to represent the Billikens and, and all that. But uh, I think the Senators is certainly holds a, a special place in my heart. Are there any highlights to stick out? There's obviously the championship, and yeah. I, I know... Whether the league counts it officially or not, I always will count it as an official championship because that West Coast Classic season was as competitive and hard-fought as any Mm -hmm. season that that we'll see. So you were the championship captain. Your dad was a championship coach. It Mm -hmm. was an amazing performance. Is that the highlight? And what other other things sort of stick out? Yeah, look, that's certainly a highlight for sure. Um, I mean, look, we got a banner raised in the the stadium. So it still counts. Absolutely. Nah, look, I think... um, 
honestly, just just the growth of the club in general, mm-hmm. um, not just the team, but the club in general. You know, when I first came back, we were still playing out on the old court one, yeah. which is now court five. Yes. Well, have a look um, at your stadium now. Yeah, on those on those little mini stands, mm. we're about three tiers tall. <laughs> um, and you know, going from playing in front of all right crowds to packing that little place out. That, that grandstand is full every single night. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Um, it was it was awesome. And the atmosphere in there was great. Mm. It helped that we had a shorter ring on one end. <laughs> Made my dunks look better. Um, but then, yeah, just, you know, the, the absolute growth of the club and, and where it is now and, you know, the new stadium and mm. all the add-on to the stadium yeah. and, you know, being able to pack that out. The atmosphere now. is fantastic at your home games and it has yeah. been for a couple of years and it, I feel like it's because of the hard work from a lot of people mm. and actually investing in having yeah. probably some full-time staff to, to make these things happen. For sure, for sure. And, you know, that's something that, you know, always fills me with pride, being able to run out and, you know, start warming up and seeing the stands filling up yeah. and, and all those people that, you know, spend their money to, to come and watch you play on, on the weekend, mm. I think is um is really cool. And I think that's probably the biggest highlight for me is just the growth in general. And you, mm. you're seeing it right through our juniors. You know, there's there's people on wait lists to get on on yeah. um, even uh, the local comp teams and wobble teams. Are, you know, they get unbelievable turnouts mm. to, to their trials. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's probably the, the biggest highlight for me. It is amazing, isn't it? Because I remember when your dad initially came back as a coach. It was almost to keep the club afloat mm-hmm. the, before the, well before the stadium redevelopment and, and everything that there was a chance that the club might not even exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there was, yeah, there was certainly some dark times there, but mm. uh, look, all the work behind the scenes from, from a lot of people um, was, was really good. And it's, you know, it's, it's been, been fun to be part of kind of that rebirth and regrowth mm. and a bit of a rebranding really over mm. the, over the past few years. And, to get to where we're at now where, you know, we're, we feel like we're a legit contender in both the men's and women's yeah. season in and out. And, uh, yeah, look, I think it's, it's one of those things that you know, people play us and it's, you know, it's going to be a fight. Yeah. Um, we talked about how good your home court is now. Mm. Unfortunately, your milestone won't be at home though. No, You're playing away to Williton and yeah. It'll be a memorable occasion because playing against Werther again will be something you won't won't forget any anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely. I've always uh, always loved playing against Werther. Um, you know, even though I got to play against him in the in the tail end of his NBL career, to be able to play against you know legends of, of his status is mm-hmm. is really cool. So to be able to play a milestone against him um, will be pretty pretty mm-hmm. special. And look, you know, I think that I think it's the week after that. We're home. Yep, and so. that's when you'll probably do your official yeah ceremony. Yep, all that stuff. But uh, look, I I do enjoy all that sort of stuff. But you know, I, I don't want it particularly uh, to take so away from you, yeah. no, no, no <laughs> I, you know, I don't want any of that happening. So look, hopefully we can get the win and um, yeah, keep our season tracking forward. All right, before we wrap it up, um, the national finals this year for the NBA one will be at at Joondalup, Cody. Mm. Um, hopefully you're part of it, but it's exciting that the basketball world in Australia will be coming over this side of the country. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's, uh, you know, big shout out to, to the women's team and, mm. and, you know, the Rocco Flames for being able to do what they did last season yeah. and bringing it over here. Yeah. I think that's great. And uh, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to, to have a lot of talent over this way. And mm. um, look, I'll, I'll certainly uh, hopefully be there playing. Yes. But uh, if not, <laughs> I'll certainly be there watching anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, Cody, let's wrap it up. It's, we've had a lot to cover this week. Um, I've got a few quick questions to throw your way. Um, 
does Jesse Wagstaff play on? And if he does, where will it be? I don't think he'd move to play. I think if he was going to play, it'd be for the Cats. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We covered this one a bit earlier, but I'll throw it at you once more to see maybe if someone's jumped into your mind over the last hour. Who coaches the Sydney Kings? I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> um, this is an, an interesting one. Will Luke Travers or Keanu Pinder have the better season? That is a tough one. Um, I'm also not sure how you judge better, but yeah, <laughs> I'm the one asking you. Yeah, yep, that's fair. <laughs> um, oh, goodness me. Look, I think uh, I think Keanu will because he'll be playing more of his natural position. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll slot into his role better. Yeah, I certainly think he'll have the bigger numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not that means it's better or not is yeah. for others to judge. Um, all right, two quick ones. Nuggets or the Lakers? Oh, jeez. I mean, the way Jokic played in that first game, goodness me. Mm. If they can't get him under wraps, then yeah. uh, then it's over quick. But uh, look, I, I think... I think the Nuggets get it. Are you surprised the Lakers have got this far? No. No. I think having a healthy squad, they were always going to be a powerhouse come yeah. come finals and having AD healthy and hopefully keeping him healthy makes them a completely different looking unit. Yeah. I remember last time we talked about it, we probably talked about how they we didn't expect them to make the playoffs make at all. Playoffs, and no. now they're in the, in the Western yeah. Conference finals. Um, <laughs> on the other side of things, Celtics or the Heat? Oh, Celtics have so much firepower. Mm. I think um, if they can... Rain in Jason Tatum a little bit. Mm. Uh, I think it'll go a long way. But uh, I'm hoping this series goes to seven because I want to see more of uh, playoff Jimmy. Yes, yes. But, uh, <laughs> look, uh, it's a tough one. Uh, I think the Celtics get it. Mm. We might not do another show before the championship decided. So if it goes that way, Nuggets or the Celtics? Nuggets. Mm. All right, Cody. It's been fun. It's been good to catch up again. Um, good luck in your terms of game and good luck for the rest of your season at the Senators. I'm sure the NBL news will keep unfolding, so we'll we'll come back at some point and update every, everybody that's in the build-up to NBL 24. But that's it from me. I'm Chris Pike. But, Cody, I'll leave you with the final words, and thanks for spending some time with me again. Yeah, man. As always, been a pleasure, mate. So, uh, yeah, look, very happy to be doing another show now. So, uh, look, I'm sure when we catch up again, there'll be a lot more movement um, NBL-wise. So, uh, looking forward to that, man.